And every once in a while, they just go, rah, rah, and you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd On. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. Do you have the time to storm into a party like your name is Mr. Brightside? If you know, you know. But for those who don't, strap in, tie up your chucks, and take in our attempt to sum our feelings about the sector of music. Today's topic, we're doing an R.S., Punk rock are us. <laughs> and before yeah. we get into all of that fun stuff, my name is Josh. I'm Tom. I'm Caitlin. I'm Corey. <laughs> wow, I don't know what's right, happening. Yes. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerdon Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get fun perks like you get early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. You get access to channels on the Discord that are only for you, uh, Nerdon Nation members. You get discounts on merch. You get... <gasps> The Nerd on Nudge on our other weekly show, The Nerd on Update, in which we answer questions from you, the audience. So do check that out, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. Uh, it does allow us to grow. It allows us to be the best that we can be and to upgrade our content for you. And also check out that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. And a huge shout out to our partners in crime, Apogee, their hype mic. Such a good mm -hmm. microphone. We use it for everything that we do. Uh, can't recommend it enough. I know that some friends of the show have broken down and bought one for themselves and have reported back to us They're reporting so the same thing. So it's good stuff. Check it out. And also check out Odyssey headphones. They're wonderful. They're yummy. If your ears were mouths, they taste like butter. So they check would. check them out. Delicious. They would. And um, if you like what you hear today. Or ghee. <laughs> or ghee if that's you know if you're whole 30 uh i don't know if you like what you hear today stop by rate and review us share us with your friends and family subscribe do all that good stuff it helps and also um we are so close to one of so our goals close, very close on the nerd on nation so very close once we, we reach that like goal butter <laughs> we tasted like butter once we reach that goal the members of the Nerd On Nation will have the opportunity to select a topic for one of our shows. So be a part of the process and uh, go join that Nerd On Nation. 60 members is the goal. Pretty close right now. Pretty, Get us there, baby. Pretty, pretty close. So check it out. Lots of perks, lots of fun stuff. But that is the housekeeping. And, and guys, I got to tell you, I'm really, really excited about this episode uh, ever since we put it on the calendar, like, and getting prepped for this episode, like, it's a good time. It's a good, <laughs> it is the the good good. And we don't have any other segments of this show. We don't have Guess That Grump. It's, yeah, it's R-Us. It's just an R-Us where we're just kind of like talking. And today we're we're talking about punk rock. I feel like Caitlin suggested this one, no? Sounds right. That's That sounds like it would be about that business. I, I and I, I just only kind of have to ask of like one why Caitlin, and then two for everyone. 
like, what is punk rock to y'all? And, you know, what is your experience with it? Yeah. So yeah, start us off. I feel like punk rock is, is it's, it's sort of almost something hard to describe. I feel like it's fighting back against the culture that you don't want to be a part of and choosing your own family, so to speak. Um, And then punk rock is like the embodiment of that. Um, So late high school for me was around the time where I started. I was in a band. I played bass uh, and I was a singer and um, we were going to a lot of shows. So we would actually drive like, you know, we'd finish school on Friday and then we would load up into the car. We would drive four hours and go super north in Indiana because it's Indiana. There's not a whole lot to do there. Mm-hmm. And we drive. would crash at our friend's apartment and go to shows um, the whole weekend. And there were like 20, 25 people staying in this apartment, just crashing together, making meals together and going to shows and staying up till four in the morning. And then we'd come back home and, you know, uh, go to school the next week. Um, so it was a very like, um, growing up in a really conservative area, that was our way of, um, expressing ourselves in a, like a safe community kind of way, um, while also getting to dip our toe into the larger pool of how we think and feel and, uh, uh, want to explore life artistically, um, so that's kind of why I was like, yeah, punk rock. Because then, you know, you go on the summers, you have a warp tour. Uh, and, warp tour, uh, man. Warp tour, oh, man. yeah. Uh, there's like a whole aesthetic with that. Uh, it was around that time that scene kids were a thing. Oh, um, scene kids. Oh, yeah, the scene oh, kids. My God. I... Oh, yeah. We, we, that, was, that was the crowd that we were in. It was a bunch of scene kids. Um, and it's, it's very interesting to see how, you know, 10... 15 years has changed all of those people. I'm still in touch with a lot of that crew. So um, that's why I brought that up. I know it holds a a different place in everyone's hearts. So I'm very curious of what y'all's experience is with punk rock. Uh, And also there's a huge swath of punk rock music that's out there. um, Because my understanding of punk rock in general is just counterculture. Um, So actually like in Japan... Kawaii is counterculture. That could be considered punk. Mm. So there's well, yeah, a very there's... large swath of things that you can cover with this. So I'm very curious of what y'all's experience is, and we can go from there. Josh, hit us up. Yeah. Um, before I was way into Jason Mraz, I went through a stage in my life where it was like metal and then mm-hmm. and super hard rock. And a friend of mine, Katie... Shout out, uh, one of my Shout long, out. long time friends, known since before kindergarten, um, was into this music. And I noticed that, you know, she 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 had the Chucks, she had the Dickies, you know, the old like, you know, fucking like that hot topic studded belt, you know, like oh, yeah. the, the thing. Trip pants, and, vans. And she was, she was a long time friend. I went to a, a very small school and I don't remember how it really came up. But she was always listening to this music, and I was like, what are you listening to? And she let me listen a little bit, and I was like, oh, I really like this. And she created me, like, this mix CD. And and nice. she gave me this mix CD, and she gave me this, like, compilation album. And it was Tooth & Nail Records, and it was, like, a compa- compilation uh, album of all of their artists at the time. This is early 2000s, and they're, like, an underground label. And from there, it just, like, it grew, and I just, 
I started basically just exploring and finding more bands that I liked. I know that we're going to talk specifics later, but punk rock in general for me was, I was an angsty teenager. I had a lot of things going on at home. And the music that I listened to, I remember even now, like, I think about music as like the escape. And at the time I needed, I needed anger. I needed sadness. I needed those kinds of expressions. And like, I personally, like I was going to say, there are so many subgenres of punk rock. Like so many, the thing that drew me in was emo. I liked emo. Um, mm-hmm. And a little bit of like some other punk bands we'll talk about, but I, I, the artists that I really were drawn to were emo bands and going to emo shows and, and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, it was, it was something that I connected. I mean, it was also in the early two thousands, punk was kind of a thing. It was kind of a thing. Like it it wasn't just like underground. It was like, no, people knew like good Charlotte, newfound glory. Like it was like, it was kind of, it was kind of popular. And in San Diego, there were a few pretty large venues and whatnot that, and uh, Warp Tour was oftentimes close to San Diego in Hmm. some form or the other. And so, I don't know. Punk for me is like, it's like roots for me. Like getting ready for this episode was just like a joy because I was going through Spotify and I was like searching these artists and like if you go on on Spotify, what I like is you can search like a, even a genre and you, you can even put years. Like I did emo 2000s and this this playlist that came up was just like, it me. <laughs> it, it, it me. And it's, what's interesting about, I'm sorry to go on. Uh, what's interesting about punk rock too is that there are so many subgenres, but they all just kind of mix together. Even in like the, even in the emo 2000s Spotify playlist, there were bands on there that I was like, well, I mean, at the time, we wouldn't have considered them emo, like even Jimmy Eat World or other mm. bands. Like, you're like, I don't know if I would consider, but that's that's how the lines blur. And it's they don't consider themselves emo. <laughs> no, they don't. I can promise you that. Yeah, my no, chemical romance doesn't consider themselves emo. So yeah. yeah, I mean, punk rock for me. We'll go on deeper, but yes, Corey. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, I had um, a very musically infused childhood with family history and um, both sides. You know. I had my stepdad who loved ACDC, so I grew up with like hard rock on that side. And then um, on on Jolie, my dad on, on his side, he he introduced me to stuff like the Ramones and the Clash and stuff like that. And then uh, I remember two instances, the two bands that really like opened my my like oh this like I love the Ramones, I love the Clash. Don't get me wrong, started the genre in the seventies. Um, but for me, it was when my mom put on no doubt for the first time, uh, that was like, Oh, this is, I like this. And then, uh, my dad was recording at this studio and, uh, he got to meet these really nice guys in the studio next door and listen to their album. And it was the guys from green day. And so Mm -hmm. he brought home dookie and, uh, you know, we always had that in our house. And I think by the time I was like, I want to say like seven or eight, he like played it for me. And I was wow. like, whoa, this is really cool. I had never heard anything like this before, you know? Cause when I was younger, a lot of the stuff my dad would play would be like, 
Al Green or um, uh, you know seventies rock like Quicksilver Messenger Service stuff like that. So this was like a whole new whole new thing. It was like it was like some sort of catharsis music. And then by the time I was in high school, I was just enveloped in it. So um, yeah, I'll keep keep mine shorter, but we'll go into it. This is my one to two brief summary of my background (laughs) Um, because I honestly I feel like I got I did it. Yeah, no, I feel like I was um like a like a a weird kid because <laughs> i feel like i was in this weird like a lot of the kids so by the time you started discovering music for me was like in junior high and 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 high school because like in one through fifth grade it was kind of more like enjoy your childhood play with toys watch shows and you don't i didn't hear about music culture really like buy your own cds play it bring it out like play music with your friends. I'm like, that wasn't like a thing um, for me. And then, so once I moved to Sacramento um, and uh, I later on met the neighborhood kids and it was very like this side of this, the, the neighborhood liked rap, this side of the neighborhood liked rock. And I was very much like, I don't know what to like. Um, and um, so it's funny when you talk about like preparing for this episode, I'm like, I don't know what punk rock is. Let me look it up. And I was just like, I guess that's that. And then we talk about subgenres. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Then I like a lot. That's the thing where it's like, I just like music, good music. Yeah. Um, and these are things that I, I liked for uh, for me. And so like, I think two things in terms of like what really popped it off for me. One, Spider-Man 2, Vindicated, Dashboard Confessional. Um, <laughs> and so that was like a big deal. Of course, it's related me. to a fucking superhero. Why would it not be? Why yeah, Why fair. would it not be next to Tobey Maguire for you? Okay, Corey, it's your why fault. Why would it not okay, be? <laughs> um, but secondly, so I used to donate a lot of blood um, for a blood drive. And I used to volunteer and help out with that. I think I've downloaded over like 10 gallons in my life. Um and because, you know, you can do it. Um, and then I remember we were, my school was awarded for like one of like the community leaders. And so we got this like little crystal thing, whatever. Um, but one of the songs that played was a mashup of uh, Wonderwall and Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, we've, I think we've all heard it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that mashup came and then I was like, oh, music is not just this. <laughs> it could be more. And then YouTube exploded for me. And then, like, uh, you know, obviously there's, you know, AMVs and all that stuff. But, like, those are more, like, hard rock. Um, But, like, punk was, like, yeah, like Caitlin said, it was, like, a little, like, counterculture where it's, like, no, we could just exist and we're allowed to. And we don't have to conform to your genre, wherever you want to place us in. Yeah, I mean, punk was started because it was a big middle finger to the excess of rock in the 70s. Like, the excess of, of, like, the Stones and stuff like that. Just being these, like, rock stars who thought they owned the world and it was like well fuck that man we're these and we're these you know broke kids from england and we just want to play what we feel and yeah. and to that that point like it kind of became for me where like i was like yeah i'll get into the rock stuff because it was it felt a little bit more like f you i don't need to be part of this and then skateboarding entered my life and then you know all the skateboarding games so that's that's how i view it in terms of a route but yeah it's pervaded through all my life of like Punk rock is the kind of music you want to put for those coming of age stories. And I feel like mm. this just fits so well. And it's just like, yeah, you know, but that's it. Um, we have a lot of topics to go over for today. Yes. Um, in this R Us. But uh yeah. Uh next part is why do we enjoy it? I mean, like 
in its in spirit and everything like that. So I feel like Corey was kind of onto it at the beat right there. Uh, it's it's a catharsis. It's a you know even if you don't relate to exactly to the the lyrics that are uh, in the this song you're listening to at the time. At least for me, there's there there's something about the uh, the music, the melody, and stuff like that that just even I, I I re-downloaded, I had a drive to Washington recently, which is a 17-hour drive from where I'm at, and I downloaded uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, mm. which is My Chemical Romance's first commercially successful album. And uh, what? So good. Oh, man. And, you know, I, I don't relate really to any of the themes that are going on in the, the, the lyrics anymore, but, like, there is a... A it's like screaming into a pillow. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that like feeling mm. that like, well, somebody gets this part of me. There's this part of me that society has deemed isn't isn't proper to to show off, which yeah. is that like that anger or the you know, even unrational anger. Like you I I, I scream in a pillow for dumb, I'll stub my toe and be like, I'm so fucking mad right now. But like yeah. who wh- why? <laughs> uh but this the you know, I think punk music allows you to to kind of uh, live in that part of yourself and acknowledge those feelings and have a space for you to be like, it's okay right now for me to feel this. And then, you know, when the, when the music's over, I can go back to being a normal person in society, but for the next three and a half minutes, I'm going to be pissy as hell and that's okay. And that's fine. You know, that's why mosh pits are a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so mosh, many mosh pits, pits, you beat the shit out of each other for three and a half minutes. And afterwards you like help each other up. You're like, oh, good, good job. Good job. And you're like, oh, the fuck? where else in the world do you do that? You know, some of the most respectful places I've ever been have been a mosh pit. Mosh pits. Someone's throwing mm-hmm. bows and shit down? like that. They will kick you out of a mosh pit for being too nuts and throwing kicks and shit. Yeah. I've seen, you know, I've, I've seen it happen. Shows where, will you know, absolutely stop if you get. Yeah. If they see you like down under everyone and the pit's still going, if someone doesn't stop to get you up, the band will actually be like, help them now. Yeah. Help or the them now. show yeah. ends. Some of yeah, the like, nicest guards, like people oh, at shows, they were just like, you okay, man? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Josh, so Caitlin. Go ahead, Josh. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's copy paste. I mean, there, there's, I've learned over the years, like for me, anger and sadness were always like, a, no, keep that to yourself. But music was always that catharsis, and it's like nowadays, as I've kind of embraced those emotions of being able to like express them. Sometimes it's just like you just want to fucking crank on whatever it is, and just like it's the sound waves like help, and the lyrics, and the like, the intensity, and the the guitars, and the and the drums. You're just like, fuck yeah, you know. Yeah. And then it's it, it is the catharsis because it's almost like some. Sometimes you get done you get done with a quote listening session and you're like I'm cool. I feel better. That was my therapy for today. Very yeah, good. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm good. Um but yeah, there is there's a certain I'm I'm I tend to be a pretty um on my own individual and that's kind of a part of like independence is kind of a part of like punk rock of like independence, taking care of yourself, like Caitlin said earlier, choosing your own family kind of thing like got your own community like um so i I always dug that about it um and sometimes you just want a really sad fucking song or a really angry song or something like it's just yeah (laughs) kaylin kaylin um so to kind of expand on what's already been said when i say i grew up in a conservative area 
What I mean is I grew up in a very small neighborhood. Everyone knew everybody. Everyone knew about everyone's stuff. Everyone is religious, even if they're not religious. Um, I grew up listening to classical and like Christian. Christian rock was like, that's a little heavy. Like, so there was no, there was no ACDC. There was no, um, like any popular band that you can think of had no idea. Even if my parents had actively listened to them, they did not share that with us, um, growing up. Cause it was like, oh, I don't know when the right time is, blah, blah, blah. So imagine your whole life you're eating like shepherd's pie with no seasonings. <laughs> and that's like what you have for every single meal. And then you get to a certain age and then you're like, wait, how many different kinds of food are out there? I can eat them. I love when I, I can I put want. salt on them. What? I can put pepper on this. Yeah. But, like it's it was like realizing that you can like whatever you like, even if it doesn't fall in line with the rest of everyone else around you telling you that's what's acceptable. And then finding other people who feel the exact same way as you. So that's kind of what I mean by the chosen family. I still love my family very dearly, but it's there was a period of time where we didn't see eye to eye and we did we had to figure each other out for a while. And that was the time where I was listening to a lot of metal, a lot of punk, a lot of, you know, I was figuring out who I am and what I liked. And this music was kind of the, because I also hardly spoke back then too. Um, my parents make jokes all the time about how I was like <laughs> kind of almost mute. Um, so music was my language as well. Um, so it's, that's what I like about punk rock or the ideology around surrounding it and everything because everyone's also going to have different ideas of what punk rock is and saying oh punk rock's dead punk rock this you know for me it's the it is it is a vessel to get you where you want to go Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the um, short vague version of it tom i feel like um i gotta give a big shout out to myspace because <laughs> oh, yeah. I think MySpace yeah, really MySpace. blew it blew it up, and like I remember, like if you had a dope playlist, you it was like the original algorithm of like do everything you can to keep people on your page, and yeah. like on MySpace, like I had a dope out al- a dope album list, you know, I was like I would. I was more of a Sum 41. I think there was like a oh Blink-182, and then there was like a Sum 41. I was more of the Sum 41, <laughs> um, and then you know, later on became Sum 41. Excuse me. So we all know how I feel about some forty one. Oh yeah, um, we put it in our PA's episode. Yeah, and oh. and yeah, that was that was the song, um, Fat Lip, and yeah. um, it like it, it also like became to the point where it became communal. It became like you would go to other people's pages and you would hear what they had, and there was a nice, wonderful add button, and then you could add that song to your playlist. And it's what community is really supposed to be, right? And it was like the LimeWire times. It was Jackass times, right? Like. To me, punk rock, like I loved the the energy from it like because X it became skater kind yeah, of be, like, yeah. It became the let's get into some dumb shit. Like let's do something <laughs> yeah. dumb. And, let's do something we're not supposed to do. And and you're living. You're living, you're making mistakes, you're making memories, you're building bonds. And uh like I just found it like the perfect music to play when you're playing a video game. When you're 
when you're skateboarding to your friend's house, um, when, you know, you're trying to just tune out your parents. Um, so like I, for me, like I, like Corey's point, like obviously I'd like with particularly like my couple of romance, I won't say I, uh, relate to every line of, of lyric, but for but sure, like I, a lot of them, <laughs> I feel the emotion and, you know, it's sad and it's embarrassing, but I'll own it because I'm a grown ass man <laughs> and uh, it gets me. I feel you. I feel it. And it touches my soul. It's like, they understand me. And yeah, I'm, I'm like that with Paramore with, um, uh, mm-hmm. like with Jimmy world, um, even some with the sugar cult stuff. And I was just like, yeah, like mm, I feel, I feel it. And so like, it, it just became like where it's like, yeah, this is where like, and it felt like where to me, that I think my life has always been a sense of duality of one thing fighting for my attention or one thing fighting for my identity. Um, and then punk rock has become a place where, like Josh said, like it opens up into like multiple, multiple subgenres. Um, and it kind of says like, but this one song is the one that's going to pick you up because you were an individual and that innate feeling of like, maybe if this one song reaches one person, it reaches everyone. Um, and I felt like that had that effect versus like rap or like mainstream rock where like they were just kind of like, let's like sell a bunch of albums. Let's make you make a platinum and all that stuff. And obviously every artist deserves to be successful and want to proliferate their stuff. But like, I felt like punk rock in its DNA didn't feel like it was trying to just make money. It was more like, let's let out some, some shit that we got in our closets. So, um, that, that, that's that. Yeah. Cool. Josh, you have your next few parts you want to talk about, right? Oh, I mean, I, I think it was just, I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but I mean, it's like with like, I want a little bit of education too. Cause I feel like oh, I'm like I mean, the least experienced with it. I mean, I remember like back in those days, I mean, also you're, 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 you're a teenager. There's always comparison. There's sure. always kind of like the comparing game of like my punk's better than your punk or whatever. Oh it's God. like, Oh, emo's not punk or whatever, but it's like, Doing the re- yeah. even just doing some research for this episode because now I'm an adult, like you're saying, I'm a grown ass man. You know, you're looking at it and it, it's a huge swath of like you've got punk rock and then you've got like bands like uh, Corey brought up, like classic punk. Like you know, you have your classic rock, but you have like Sex Ramones, Pistols, Clash, Clash. Um, and then you got like hardcore, awesome. Black Flag, Minor Threat, Rancid. And then you've got even things like emo is considered punk, screamo, ska is considered punk. Yeah, I, I don't know punk. the categories, and, and that's where like I for, for me like coming into this episode, I'm like I'm going to kind of be doused in this wealth of knowledge. Yeah. yeah, and so like it's kind of interesting. I'm like, what is punk rock to y'all? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind yeah. of what it yeah. is to ev- anyone and everyone, as long as you're not being an elitist butthole about it. Gatekeeping. Yeah. 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 The, you know, it's it's everything (laughs) it almost doesn't matter what the genres are like i was saying when i was uh getting ready for this i was looking up playlist and um yeah even like there's a spotify emo forever and it has my chemical romance it has jimmy it has all these bands that you're like well i mean i wouldn't consider them emo so it just it kind of goes to show that's just it's just punk you know, it might be yeah. in your mind. You might go, "Well, I consider that a, an emo band," yeah. but and it depends. I mean, it's it's a, like it's some of its tone as well, like tone of the music. Like, not all ska bands are ska punk, but like yeah. Sublime and No Doubt would be ska, but also punk bands. 
Like yeah. I, I wouldn't. Con- in this, you could please correct me if I'm wrong. I wouldn't consider Lincoln Park punk rock, right? I would. Con- mm, wouldn't, wouldn't they be like ye- alt punk rap? And is is oh, alt yeah. technically in that? Wouldn't they be punk rap? They have rap and they have rock in it, so it's kind of like. But also, they, this might be a tough question too, because I'm like, that's where I'm like, yeah, what falls into it? Because I feel like I listen to a bunch of music and then like I'll look up punk rock bands and be like, oh, that's them. I didn't realize they'd be considered punk. Like they'd be like pop punk, and I'm like, is that technically punk? Yeah, and, and like that's where we're like the categorization and the, the genres. I'm just like, well, I, and I, don't know. I think might be that's more rap where a lot of the punk. like punk is dead argument started coming up of like what it originally started as of like the kids in uh, Europe being like, we just want to do what we want. F yeah. the well, rock technically, stars. the Ramones were first, or Ramones were first, which was New York, mm-hmm. right? But like, you know that small beginnings leading to what it is now and like a bunch of different subgenres of that. I think that's where it starts getting into like, well, no, you're not the original. You you're not, you know, you didn't come from here and this thing. Which is stupid and- because like, you know, if we want to be like, oh well, film is dead because it started silent with slides. Right. But nobody right. does that anymore. So film's dead. You're like, well it evolved. Right. It evolved to meet the time. Yeah. I mean, I it's like that, you even, I think the punk is dead argument. It's I've I've seen it. I'm just like, there's no legs for this. There isn't. There. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, it's just like it's just uh, it's changed. In the '80s, you had new wave, but there was also a part of new wave that was considered like neo punk, like Public yeah. Image Limited. Like Bonnie always laughs with me because I'll be like, "Oh, that's not punk rock," and she's like, "No, that's what I know as punk rock." Yeah, which is so should. interesting. I mean, more even more so than other genres, punk rock should change to meet the times. I mean, that's right. That's that's what it's inherently designed to do is to speak for the people who feel like they're not being heard or not being understood, you know. Nice. That's my two in, cents in on it. Rolling Stones list, like their number one uh their number one punk rock album was uh Ramones. Yeah, Ramones, nineteen seventy six, The yeah. Clash. Sex Pistols, Stooges, Blink 182s yeah. on there. So like I would I would argue that those should be right because they pay without those we don't have. Yeah. They pave the way, it's right? It's like we right. talk about in other media like standing on the shoulders of giants. It's like yeah. they it's just like when you think about rock in general everybody. comes from blues, which comes from, you know, jazz, which comes from, you know, it's just like here's it all leads to another. Here's here's like what I was trying, I was thinking about this the other day about like, you know, comparing the the clash to like Blink-182 because we were talking about this. Like a, our buddy Mikey loves Blink-182 uh, more than Goes anything. to that and church like, well, What's the day. difference between the clash and Blink-182? And I was like, well, it's like they're this, they're, there's, they're, it's not different. It's this, it should be the same genre. And because you, you think, you know, uh, because the clash came first and because it's a certain tone doesn't make blink any less of a punk band. It's like, Oh, well, you know, Marvel release Endgame doesn't make justice league any less. Mm-hmm. They can be celebrated together and, and, and respected for when they were, you're talking about two bands who released albums almost 30 years apart. Like, yeah, it, it's going to be tonally different. Comparing through the, yeah. Comparing through the lens of another piece of art is just limiting the, both of them. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say this way too, uh, because I I have a soft spot for for uh, some forty one, and there's been people who are like, oh, the lyrics are awful, and I go, yeah, they're terrible, they're not great lyrics. But the thing is, and I'll never forget this this uh, guy Aldo, who I used to work with when I first moved to LA at Guitar Center. Shout out, one of the greatest guitar players I've ever personally known. 
but he was, uh, we were talking one day and getting to know each other. And he was like, what have you been listening to lately? And I was like, oh man, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but like the new Hanson album is nice. really good. <laughs> it's really good. And he was like, why are you embarrassed to say that? And I was like, I don't, I, and I didn't have anything to answer. And he was like, listen, you should like what you like. And the people who are going to give you shit about that can go suck a dick because it doesn't matter. You can't help what you like. like but not a nice music, one because I know some people like suck a dick, but not right. a nice one. You don't want to. He didn't mean it in the like sh- this, this literal is a shitty sense. Dick. In the in the in the metaphorical sense of yes. suck a dick, uh, hit, hit go kick rocks. They can go yeah. kick rocks. Yes. Uh, but essentially, he was like, you can't help what you like, and that's that's a fact. So you may as well own Embrace it. it, love it. Yeah. You like Hanson? I think that's cool. And I was like, thanks, man. And I've never forgot that ever since. So I'm like, yeah, I fucking fat Corey, lip is so good, Corey. I feel. Le- let me just tell you, I, I continue to love you because yeah. I love. I remember. I remember when some 41 fat lip came out because I bought, I went to Best Buy. It had just dropped on like MTV or something when MTV mm-hmm. played music videos. Um, yep. I remember it dropped and also alien ant farm smooth criminal dropped. Yeah. And I bought the two CDs together. And I just remember like some 41 listening to that whole album. Like That whole like, album, some 41, <laughs> all it's called all killer, no filler. And it is yes. one of it that it is hit after hit. It's like all of their hits in one album. It is so good from start to finish. I would, I'll just say that that album's banging. But like, like what you like, and I think that that goes towards the what is what is punk rock? Is it dead? Does this qualify? I think if that band, I mean, Google it, see if it. You know, there's certain bands that are like like some people I've heard they say like Red Hot. I would not qualify Red Hot Chili Peppers as punk rock. They are a funk mm, rock fusion yeah. band. And I've oh. never never heard a band like Red Hot Chili Peppers before. Uh, but I wouldn't consider them punk rock. I saw Hoobastank on a punk rock uh, playlist and I was like, what? I'd say they're alt rock. But anyway, yeah. anything that's on that list, Caitlin, I think sh- deserves to be there. Yeah. Is my point. Oh, for sure. I, I, I know you feel the same. I'm just saying for my my whole reason for bringing that up was like, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, I saw this quote the other day, and I don't know who it's from. I apologize. But I feel like it just encapsulates this whole um, this whole genre was be una- so unapologetically yourself that other fe- people feel comfortable being themselves around you. Mm. And I feel like that encapsulates it of like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Authenticity. And if you want to do that too... Great. Yeah, exactly. Except be a Nazi. Don't do that. Yes. Don't, don't do that. You. Then don't be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> then don't be yourself. Work on that. Um, but, but like, yeah, the, you know, of of wanting to break out of uh, a box that you've been placed in your whole life. Sure. And uh, being around other people who have broken out of their boxes and realizing that you can do the same. Like that's to me the uh, encompasses all of it. Yeah. Um, shows? You want to yeah, talk about shows? So I want to oh. be specific about this because this is, I always thought that this was funny, but I learned quickly. I learned quickly. Yeah. So you don't go to punk concerts. You go to punk shows. Yes. You could not say concert. And, it's a weird. And you Explain couldn't. Explain Eli 5 me. Why? I never, I don't know why. It was kind of like a, a thing that you just, you went to shows. And like, okay. they weren't like, most shows that I went to, they weren't at huge venues. Like they were small venues like the Epicenter, yeah. the Epicenter and Soma 
or San Diego smaller venues. Soma has a big room and it has a small room. And I went to different shows in different rooms, but you went to a show and you did not wear, you did not wear the shirt of the band that you're going to see. That oh, was, I didn't have that, but yeah. That's what I, I think that's, that might be a like specific to your area kind of thing. A yeah, regional, regional what flavor. What I was going to say on the concerts versus shows is that could be one of those like breaking the uh, concert is too formal. Mm-hmm. And because punk is all about giving the big old finger to the formalities of everything, it's a show. And it's always at a smaller venue because you want it to have that like community feeling. Yeah. That like you can't the have audience a mosh is going to help the band take the the gear. I was going to say my back. understanding is that it's not a it concert implies non interactive and right. punk shows are very oh. interactive, extremely. Uh, and it's a it's a it's a <laughs> energy transference between crowd and 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 band. At least it's my my buddies from shout out to Decent Criminal, one of my favorite punk bands. Uh, my buddies from Rosa. That was how it was described to me. So it was like it's 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 an interactive. Thing. So it's a show. It's not there's a yeah there's, where you're just going to sit there and, and not participate. There's something about, I posted, um, funny enough, teenage me would be so happy with adult me because I'm somehow friends with one of the lead singers of one of my favorite bands. And I've talked Corey to Powers. him on, on like social, yeah, Corey Powers. <laughs> um, but I posted some pictures. I'm not like friends, friends. I'm like... I've talked to him. And, yeah, because me and Corey are friends, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are. <laughs> We're friends, friends. But I've never actually talked to Josh. I posted. Uh, <laughs> I posted pictures on my Twitter from that I had found on fucking Photo Bucket. Um, oh, photo those are the ones you sent us because those were great. Yeah, I was. I remember that show because uh, it was one of the last shows that this band did as a band, and I was up against the grill at the mm-hmm. stage. And the lead guitarist is like right over me, swaying over you. And you feel the you you feel the the like the mosh pit or the people swaying. Like people are getting into it, and you're like getting pushed. It doesn't hurt. Everybody's respectful of each other unless you get really into it. Um, But that was the experience. I mean, it was like it is definitely not social distancing. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. But. Different different places had different like setups. Like I remember the Soma room was packed to the gills. Epicenter might be a little bit more spread out. Like if you wanted to get in there, you could. And that's the thing, you weren't forced to get into the the mosh pit if you felt like it. You get it. And it wasn't like the typical mosh pit. It was more of just like I don't know. It's hard to explain. You're more just like pushing around. Violent like, movement. Violent movement. Whatever, yeah. Whatever I mean, you got. Yeah, I mean, I never got an elbow to the face. <laughs> I saw some magically shit, about but, the one arm up, so that if they feel the I arm feel, out, that they'll stop. I feel like it's like imagining how zombies move, except they're all in one place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, nice, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> um, I've I've never ever gone to a show. Oh, <gasps> I, on that, Tom. So remember, I have tickets for you and I for a reunion tour for my favorite band. So I remember I asked you that and I was like, hey, do you want to go? And you were like, I've never seen that, heard of that, never been, I'm down. So it's still happening. (laughs) Yeah, I. I, so this is a little bit uh, of me. Um, 
I never had understood or been exposed to going to a music event um, mm. because my parents were like, fuck that, go to school. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then my no, friends I'll- were always like, you want to play these games? You'll play the Yu-Gi-Oh! And then I'm like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, like, I never I never experienced those things. The first time I ever went to uh, a concert was not a punk band, and it wouldn't be, it would have been a show. Um, and after that, that was it. And then I saw Corey a bunch. You know, so like um, I have never bought tickets to go to a show. I never bought like ever. Oh, and so like for me, like there's been a level of uh, a vacuum for me where people are like, oh, man, I went to this show. I went to this concert. And I'm like, uh-huh. And so like they're like, Tom, you should take this date, you know, take 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 wherever to the show. Then I'm like, what do I do? Where do I go? <laughs> like I go, I park there. We walk over. We hear some people play music. It's really So sweet. for me, like I understand the the – the the energy and vibe of being at a show and perform and, and see performers and experiencing it with somebody else is is ten times of listening to a studio version in your head. Oh yeah. Um, I've only had the studio version in my head, and I've obviously bought uh, CDs and albums of live performances, um, but I've never got to that point of like going and experiencing. It's kind of like I, to me, I'm going to call it like sexual. Uh, adventures where it's like I don't know I've never tried it and if I do maybe I might like it who knows well I mean the, the thing, world is your buffet just try everything once it doesn't hurt nobody the, as the long as it doesn't that, hurt nobody the thing that cracks me up about like the live experience is it's not always mixed well so sometimes you can't even understand the lyrics it is oh, yeah. totally about the experience oh at punk shows you can't that's part of it that's part yeah, of the experience it's like, you, you just know that your chat your rib the studio like album every once in a while they just the go ah, ah, and you're like yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the studio <laughs> album is mixed so you can understand the lyrics but in a in a fucking show scenario you're like i don't know what he just said i don't care i'm here i don't for care it. what he just said but if you were a fan and already knew what the music was then you're singing the lyrics and it doesn't matter that you can't understand them you're singing it with them and you're having yes, that moment together exactly. but caitlin i am yes. a terrible singer I am. Don't that have doesn't to matter. Be able to when there is a room of 150 people <laughs> yeah. screaming the same lyrics while the PA is distorting everything in the room, it doesn't matter if you're a good singer or not. When everyone sings "Happy Birthday," I say "Watermelons and Peanuts." I don't. I don't. I. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm like, mm, no one's gonna hear this. This is a crime against humanity. Don't worry. Man. At a show, no one will hear you. Right. Nobody hears you. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody will hear, hear you. you. Safely though, safely. It's all safely. Safe. No one will hear you safely unless no you're right by the system. Are we talking system, about? And then it's not safe. In space, for, nobody for can body. hear you scream. Exactly. It's got real Corey, intense. What are yes. your shows' experience? I mean, I used to go to a lot of local. Used to. I had a buddy who was in a punk band called the Blue Kazoo's. Changed mm. their name to Night at the Pictures. Uh, shout out to Josh. Uh, different Josh. Oh. Um, and then uh, I had some buddies up in Santa Rosa from Decent Criminal. Um, and they're still together. They're still touring. They're still releasing. They just released a new vinyl. Um, but that was some of the most intense shows I've ever been to. Those were like the the Blue Kazoo shows were like the ones that would be like at the youth center where you would go to meet your crush and be like, <gasps> oh, we're going to like be close because everyone's going to be up close to the stage. We might hold hands. And then like the decent criminal ones were like, we're going to get blood and snot on us tonight. And that's why we're going. Um, it's like and going so to SeaWorld like, and sitting in the front row. Like you just like, yeah, but like 
you know, like regularly, like someone would get hit with a guitar and they'd be bleeding and they'd be like, well, we, we, do we finish the show? And they, that was like the fucking coolest thing in the world. It was like, yeah. he fucking had a gash on his head. He just finished the song and like, da, 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 he's got and blood like, dripping down his fingers and he's yeah, playing the like guitar it was, still. It, like, that's like what it was though. It was like yeah. the society says I should go to the hospital, but fuck society. Yeah. <laughs> as, as, a, as a younger man, you I feel like I mean? I'd be like, yeah, as an older man, I'm like, somebody call the doctor. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> exactly it. That's like, a hundred percent. So, uh, you know, I played a wow. few shows at the Phoenix in, uh, in Petaluma, which was a lot of fun, which is a, which is a, a bigger venue. I think it, I hope it's still around after this pandemic. Cause it's, it's like where all the, I saw a bunch of local punk bands when I was growing up, but, um, yeah, it was fun. It was Man, fun times. I feel two, like very, two very different scenes for the same genre of music. Yeah. For, for me, it was, we would either drive up to Fort Wayne, which is like complete North tip of Indiana. We would go to shows across state lines. So we'd go into like Kentucky and Ohio and Missouri. Oh. And so we would drive very far because it, it's just not, a, nothing is accessible where we yeah. were. It's the nice um, thing about living in the Bay Area is that's where it was at. Happened. Oh, yeah, no. Like the closest venue for shows that was near us was called Rhinos, it was in Bloomington. And nice. uh, it was like a 30 minute drive. And a 30 minute drive in Indiana is very far because there's no traffic there. But you have to drive very far for thirty minutes uh, to get somewhere. So that was like our uh, our cool kids spot, and then go into like St. Louis or something for the bigger shows, for the bigger concerts, and then Warp Tour in the summer. You would go and you'd actually like camp out, um, like you'd set up a tent somewhere and just then random strangers would just come up to your fire and put their feet up and you'd chat about which <laughs> Man, bands you liked Tour together. Was like, and, I mean, just on the like what you were saying. Real quick, because I, I grew up in a small town too, and like that that journey, like that excitement of like for me, I grew up way outside of I say way outside of San Diego. It could take you like forty five minutes to an hour, not as long as yours, but that was society. Like anywhere, like getting close to where venues might be, Mm-mm. you had to drive somewhere. And small mountain town, it's like the excitement oh of getting out of that town, <laughs> yeah. going down to the city, the city, <laughs> the city, the city oh, to go to a venue and get yes. with a bunch of people that are just like you, that like they're the music. They're just as excited. They're just as excited. Probably have driven maybe as far as you, but okay. So Vans Warp Tour, like, oh yeah. I mean, that was like I never got to go. I like for me, I think at that <gasps> time the tickets were just too expensive. Yeah, I, I think I. I I think that that was the reasoning. It was like, you can either spend money on this or spend money on that. And I think a Vans Warped Tour was not the thing that I spent money on. Um, mm. But I just remember even looking back at, like, there's a website that you can go on and see the historical, like, um, set lists and everything of of different shows. And just looking over, like, Vans Warped Tour from, like, 2000 to 2006 is, like, chef's so kiss. Good. There's some yes, bands that I know nobody has ever heard of, but I have, and I'm like, they were there. I mean, yeah, Slick Shoes was playing while like AFI is over here, and you're like, mm. Floggy Molly was Floggy oh, Molly. Was That's another one, Celtic Punk. Floggy Molly. <laughs> Floggy Molly. <laughs> anyway. Um, and so now we'll kind of get into like just dropping some name, some band names. Uh, mm. And I, I'm gonna have to ask this, and please, I, I'm asking this because I'm a layman and I'm yes. a lame man. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, sure. So, alternative does that consider or no? Alternative uh, rock. Alternative rock is like 
No. Yeah. It's and so that, that's so why I asked like, like Google Dolls. It's a different world. Yeah. Little, slightly. Like they run parallel, I feel like. I'm very like, casual. Pretty close. I'm uncultured swine today. And I mean, so, popular like, bands like, that? that you would probably know, I mean, I mean, are like Blink 182, some some 41 that had commercial success, like mm-hmm. Weezer, Jimmy World, All American, Panic at the Disco, Fallout Boy, mm-hmm. Paramore, Green Day. Bands that experienced popular commercial success. Like on a on a Google level, I was like, what is punk rock? And then you'll I'll, I'll you could see all the bands, right? And then you click it and it'll be like alternative, grunge, emo. And I'm like, so is it not pu-? and so that's why like for me, again, I'm very casual and I'm just like trying and I, I've never categorized them. So I'm just like, they're just a good band. They're not a good band. Yeah. Like that's how it was for me. So I've never done that thing. So um I would like yeah, who can go on their top? Yeah. I just wanted to say, like, the pedantic <laughs> level. The pedantic level of stuff is it's like, oh, Dashboard Confessional? Well, I listened to the band that Chris Caraba was in before that, Further Seems Forever. Like, because the other rock? thing about punk yeah, is that... Yeah, punk rock right now. <laughs> the other thing about, like, punk rock is that it's very incestuous, isn't the right word, but one will leave one band... To go start another band well, or you, play you have another like, band. Um, you have Pat from Germ left to join the Foo Fighters, and, but he stayed in Germ. It was just like it's all interconnected. Not, not in punk rock, but Sonny Strait leaving uh, from first to last, which was a post-hardcore band, uh, to become Skrillex. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he uh, went from hardcore screamo to dubstep real fast. Um, so if we can try to limit it to five, Ooh, yes. five top okay. bands for you. Yeah. I wrote down my list, baby. Okay. That's smart. Uh, top five, uh, got to shout out the band that got me started on this path. Green day, uh, anywhere from, from their first albums all the way up to, I mean, I, I fell in love with American idiot. I thought that was such a, from start to finish, such a, oh, yeah. um, Herculean effort, especially because if you know the backstory, their original masters, they were recording an album. Someone broke into the studio and stole the master tapes worth of like six months, seven months worth of recording. And instead of going back in and re-recording the tracks, they said, well, you know what? Those are probably going to get leaked. So let's just start a new album. And that's how American Idiot was made. Um, Um, And we'll also do top songs after this. So yeah. So Green Day is for me is like home. Paramount. Um, No doubt. Oh. Would be my next one. Um, the Offspring. Mm-hmm. Uh, love The Offspring. Uh, it was the same time I started listening to like Chili Peppers. Um, my Chemical Romance is in my top five for sure. And Paramore. Those would be my top five. With the, with the I got to shout out Decent Criminal one more time. I think they've I've getting to see know them all since i was like 12 up to where they are now as musicians has been like such a wonderful thing to watch they're so so talented group group of guys and the sweetest guys too so uh yeah that's my list green day no doubt offspring chemical romance i uh, love the tonality of a female punk singer like listening to paramore like there's a tonality that comes with like and since you're listening to sleater kinney no you should well i will sleater kinney you should. You know who's in that is Carrie Brownstein from uh, Portlandia. It's her band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, those are my five bands. Next. Caitlin? Caitlin? Um, 
Hilariously enough, I'm having a hard time putting my list together. I, you know, Green Day, uh, Blink-182, MCR, uh, Flogging Molly. Um, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time picking a fifth. It's because then you know the list is done. <laughs> I think so. I, I think, think just a big to, part of it. Uh, I thought all night, like I saw this post and I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down and do my list. Yeah. It took me a while. I feel like there was a... All right, Reliant K you, for Caitlin. You go, <laughs> Reliant K? Reliant I did listen K. to Reliant K a lot. I like Christian, Christian punk rock. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I like a little Jesus music. Do- Dogwood. Uh, you know Dogwood what? is a you Christian punk band. Just because uh, just because that was a part of my life for several years, I'm going to shout out Reliant K. Sure. Yeah. Shout out Reliant K. There is an yeah. album. If you uh, Check it out. Uh, punk Goes Pop. Uh, I think Reliant K is on there. But they do covers, punk covers of like Mandy Moore's Crush. There's like different like uh, Backstreet Boys is on there. Like they cover all these pop songs. It's 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 awesome. Uh, Josh, yeah, I'll go next. Um, Tom's like, no me. Yeah, like preparing for this. So I have a document that I put all my notes on. <laughs> Josh like made a spreadsheet. No, I have a document that I put all my notes on for each episode just so I can I mean I have my notes here. It's just how we do it. Yeah, it's just how we do it. And I had to go to a separate application because I was like because I listened to a lot of different bands and narrowing it down, damn you, Tom, to five. Maybe <laughs> um, so top five for me. No particular order. No particular. I you mean, you don't have to. Yeah. The first three are probably like, I just remember them just being like the top for me. And it was the Juliana Theory. Uh, these are the ones that like I buy anytime they release a, a record, I buy it. Uh, they, they actually reunited this past year and they're, they, funny enough, this week, the time of this recording, they're releasing a new album. The first like wow. album in over, over 10 years or something like that. Look it's really that. cool. Um, so I always loved them. I always thought that their lyrics were much more poetic, much more uh, melodic. Um, Noise Ratchet. Mm, Noise Ratchet. So good. I'll their album, Till We Have Faces. Uh, they have a... Oh, we're not at songs yet. We're, I'll, we're, I'll do we, that we, later. We'll get there, Josh. We'll get there, baby. Um, <laughs> one band... It was so funny. I had forgotten about them. But they were my my lead in to this because they I believe that they were the first song on my friend's mixtape that she gave me is Slick Shoes. Slick Shoes is this band and it was I won't say the song but Slick Shoes got me like I heard this riff and it sent me down this wave of emotion of like oh yeah and then this band it just like it was like that key to memory like once you, once I heard that riff I was like oh oh okay um taking back Sunday is uh, a band that taking I back in. Sunday. Mm, wow, taking back Sunday. The last one was really <laughs> hard because there were so my many. My feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, the last one was super hard. Um, but I'm telling I'm you because you know the commit. list is done. When you get that fifth one, you're like, yeah, That's I'm it. gonna commit and I'm gonna say saves the day. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed saves the day because I was listening to like so, like bands that I knew. I know that I put on a mix CD constantly and it like those bands were always on there and i remember seeing saves the day taking back sunday and another band at a show once and and that's how it, that's the other thing about shows just real quick you would just go to a show not knowing the bands 
Yeah. And then you would Maybe pick you up know yeah. one. You wouldn't know a single one, but you would buy their CDs oh. because they were $5 maybe. And all of a sudden you had your new favorite band. Like mm-hmm. it was like, holy shit. That's how I discovered we are scientists actually. Nice. I just went to, I went to another show and they opened and I was like, I came here for them now. Yeah. <laughs> this is who I came here for. Um, I guess for me is the last one then, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say some 41. Hell yeah. Uh, Paramore. Uh, I think Corey is very familiar that I like Paramore a lot. Yeah. Um, My Chemical Romance. I mean, it's, I have to thank MTV because I don't think I would ever get into them because of that. Uh, Plus, Jimmy, like, (laughs) so good. Uh, Jimmy World, uh, for sure. Uh, That was like a big part of my high school. Um, And then, last but not least, uh, Fallout Boy. I think oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Like, and so you can kind of just tell right there, like what my timeline of like when I started listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think that's very a uh, particular like 2007, 2009, you know, yeah. like time frame. Um, but now if I could do one special, because I know he gets inspired by it, and he's also Corey one of our patrons. No, oh. go away, Corey. <laughs> I love you. Um, is Mora band? Um, oh. by my boy Evan Donaldson. He's very inspired by Jimmy World, in particular, and we've talked a lot about it. And his music, I'm like, I'm for it. And like, it's not technically punk rock, but I was just like, yeah. if there's one, I'm going to say it because it's 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 my butt. So that's it. Um, Moira. <laughs> I feel I feel like I like for anyone ju- just because you brought up Fall Out Boy and that makes me think of Pete Wentz. I feel like I must bring up this story and shout out uh, Pete Jordan Witzgruder. Oh. Um, uh, he was part of those massive group of people that all stayed in the same apartment. He was one of those people. He was originally in a band called Bride and Groom, and then he went off to do his own solo thing called The Ready Set. Um, and then you've definitely heard him. His song was everywhere for a while. Yeah, I was like, I definitely heard of that. <laughs> but like Pete Wentz, I'm I'm pretty sure the situation was like Pete Wentz worked with him to make him like the ready set and explode the way that he did. So it was weird that like my little punk family grew up and became all music people. I it was I it was fun to like put together the list of bands. Like even I was just even just for my own like like nostalgic purposes of like listing all of these bands. It was yeah. fun to see how many bands are still active. And like I had no idea like one band like had just released an album last year and I was like Oh my gosh, this is, and what's, what's fun about it too, is to listen to like, like my favorite band, Juliana Theory, their music nowadays sounds different than what it did 20 years ago. And it, that's cool too. As it should. Yeah, it should, which is, it's they really neat to see the evolution of bands. Like I always reference Muse, like Muse beginning and the Muse, what it is now. Yeah. Different <laughs> bands. Almost okay. like it's like because of what the what the musicians go through and yeah. the experience. It's almost like a like, twenty year old and a forty year old are going to write different music. Yeah, uh, who knew? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. And now we'll go one uh, top five songs. Let's go. Who can, who can shoot them off? Uh, Kaylin, go ahead, Kaylin. I actually uh, can't. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll I go have first. a. Let Let me just explain a little bit. I had this weird thing. I think I've talked about this before on Music R Us episodes. But I had this thing where I wanted to experience the songs completely unopinionated by who made the music, what they had labeled the song. So I only knew songs by their track number and the Mm. album art. That's all I knew. 
So it's actually hard for me to retroactively go back like, and be like, even um, know the title so you don't of have the song. a list, right? I had no idea who the what the artists looked like until I went to the show, and I'm like, oh, that's them. So I had like already formed my opinions about the music as an experience as a an audience member, and then meeting them was like, oh, you made this. Okay, cool. So like, no list then, huh? Yes. No list. I, I I don't really have a list. Okay. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, I'll go. Um, okay. So the the riff that I was talking about is from a song called Angel by Slick Shoes. Um, when I heard that down. beginning riff, it just sent me down. I, I'm including that for my own nostalgic purposes of like, it was probably the first song that comes to mind uh, on that mix CD, I think I remember. Shout out, Katie. I reached out to her when I was preparing for this and we were just reminiscing of like, oh yeah, I was listening to that too. Um Dwayne Joseph by uh, the Juliana Theory. It's just kind of, for me, it's like a classic of theirs. Um, any of their albums, I, I just love. My Day by Noise Ratchet. I love that song because it has a really cool uh, starting rhythm. And if you listen to it, there's kind of like a tinking sound uh, rhythm. And it's a toilet, uh, the side of a toilet, the porcelain. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. it's just it's just a really cool, like sound um i mean there's like fucking cliche at your funeral by saves the day just takes me back i'm just like oh man and uh cute with an cute with the e cut from the team by taking back sunday like when i hear these songs i just like waves Mm -hmm. of emotions that i'm just like it's it's the meme of the kid with the headphones who's crying like "Ah!" i can feel my converse now like my, (laughs) my, (laughs) my chucks feel good my dickies, like, mm, black dickies. Um, yep, yep, I'll yep. go next so that Corey can sure. clean my uh, basicness off of the, oh my uh, goodness. the airwaves. Um, no, 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 none of that here. Uh, for me, well, I'm cool if I'm if I'm basic, it's fine. But not, if you like the same songs as me, it doesn't mean you are. I'm just saying, I know, I, I look myself in the mirror, I know who I am. Um, <laughs> some 41's uh, No Reason. I, oh, okay. Oh, that song, AMVs all day. So, so many Naruto MV, AMVs. Oh my god! I yep. You know, yeah. Um, Paramore playing God. Um, mm. Newfound Glories, uh, King of Wishful Thinking, which is a cover, but the way they do it, just like it's it, it, it I was love so punk like covers. I feel I it love in my heart. It hurts. Um, <laughs> then Jimmy Eat World Pain. I mean, it's Tony Hawk. You know, like oh. when that song played and you're playing Tony Hawk, oh, and you're like, that was this really is the good. best. Um, and then last one. <laughs> Is uh, boys like girls top of the world? Um, it's very chill actually, comparatively what else I picked, but it like had I think that it's like a good list, man. It's like, bum, 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 bum. and it's like, and for stop me, judging I, yourself, Tom. <laughs> yeah, all I, like, I, live, I live in judgment and in, in spite of myself. Uh, yeah, and, and so top of the world was just a really good, like, let's get on our bikes, let's go down to you know, Natomas, and then like, let's go meet with our friends. And it's like, yeah, so uh, that's my list, Corey. Uh, for me, top my top five favorite songs that I'll put on when I need to get like hyped, really, uh, is uh, "You're Gonna Go Far, Kid" oh. by The Offspring. Oh my god! Uh, my favorite No Doubt song is "Bathwater," um, which doesn't usually top the list of people's favorites, but I just I like have a sentimental attachment to it. I think okay. listening to it when I was young. "Bank Robber" by The Clash is one of my favorite. Uh, more classic punk songs. It's in, it's featured in a few movies, but more most prominently, it's a 
character point in Rock and Rolla mm-hmm. by Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah, the song plays a pivotal character point for the character Johnny Squid. Uh, or Johnny Quid, excuse me. And then uh, I would say Welcome to Paradise, Green Day. Oh my God. And then there's um, Head First for Halos by My Chemical Romance off their first album. Not Three Cheers, their album prior to that. But Head First for Halos has one of my favorite uh, opening guitar riffs to to a, a song. And I was talking about that the other day. I was like, why do I love My I Chemical Romance my so much? There, yeah, yes, that's the one. Uh, that's the album. And, uh, they just have a stellar guitar section, my chemical romance, like their guitar section is flawless. If you listen to any of their riffs opening or solos, like they are, it is so intricate and wonderful. It's, you can't disagree with it. So that's my list of top five songs. So, and then I have, I had albums. I did. I thought I saw albums on the list, but if there's no album section, I'll keep it to myself. We can do (laughs) at the very end, Josh, you have one more point. Oh, no, I was just going to say, Caitlin, it would be awesome if you could get five together and even Discord us, because it would yeah. be cool yeah. to create a Spotify playlist. I would love that. That's called Punk Rock RS that our Ooh. listeners can listen to. Um, that's some big I, I, brain I will, shit, Josh. I will go through the artists I listed. You just need and, five. Uh, find my find You just my need songs. five songs, and we'll create a 20-song playlist <laughs> for y'all. I might put yeah. stuff from Angel Spit in there, though. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sure. Do it. You you met them at the Patreon event, Carl. Oh. That's Angel if Spit. They're on Spotify, That's why I freaked out, because I followed list. him on MySpace. If they're on Spotify, they're freaking on the He list. is, for sure. Um, yeah. But to Corey's point of the last part, and this is where we'll kind of cap out the show, um, one suggestion, and we'll turn it to, yeah, we'll make a suggestion for one album to well, our audience. One album? Oh, Tom, come on. That's not going to play that intense. That's rude. I, I got it already. Easy. Okay. Um, mine is going to be uh, Paramore, and it's going to be, let's do Brand New Eyes. Brand New Eyes for me. Okay. I think I found a way around Tom's oh, uh, heartbreaking rules here, and it's going to be this. My four... Uh, I'll say this. I'm, I have many albums that are, I think, main, more mainstream that you might already know about. So I'll ignore those ones. I'll ignore those and I'll say, I'll assume you already know them. Please. I will say my album, my one album I'll suggest then that maybe you wouldn't have listened to otherwise would be Dig Me Out by Sleater Kenny. Okay. Dig Me Out. Check that album out. Sleater Kenny. S-L-E-A-T-E-R. Josh? That'll be my, that's my workaround, Tom. I got four other albums I want to name, but I won't. Josh or Caitlin, who who can do it? I can't. (laughs) Bullshit. And album, name an album. One album. For me. One. For me, who's like, I don't know much about punk rock. Well, you've already listened to MCR and stuff, It's just the problem is, I I have It it, it could just be, it could be that. Because I would say, like, if you want the, uh, you know the the that angst experience. I would say three cheers for sweet revenge. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Josh, care. I agree with I'm that. Breaking for me. the rule. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. There he Love comes. by Here the Juliana theory. Josh, no. That's it. That's it's the one. There that's you go. It. That's it. Period. You know, <laughs> Until we have faces by Noise Ratchet. That's it. Okay. <laughs> he named two. You named Corey, two. Name another that'd be one. like if. 
Corey, That'd name be another like one. If I did Sleater no. Kinney and then I also said Dookie by Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> Look at straight in the camera. That's like if you when you go to like a restaurant, it's like, oh, can I get the soda, no ice? And they're like, okay. And then it's like, can I get a cup of ice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerk. It's like I'm uh, my <laughs> Um, but uh that's it. That's I mean that's all I have unless anyone wants to prattle up, uh, you know, say anything more about punk rock. No, I think I think if you think you're not into punk rock music, give it a give it a listen and and I think you'll there's something for everybody. There yes. is really something is. for everyone. Even you know what? My mom loves American Idiot. When that album came out, it was like one of the albums we were allowed to listen to that had cuss words in it cuz she loved the drums. That like, blows my mind. He is uh um uh, Trey Cool uh, is his name is the stage name oh, for drummer yeah. for Green Day, Very and cool. uh, she was like, I think he's one of the best, and I agree that he's one of the best drummers ever. She's like, he just hits them so hard, it feels so good. Like, I'm into it. Oh, Let's do I've it. Been, so uh, we were allowed to listen to that in the car, and I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. I've been. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Tom, but you can have Spotify like on. You can have Spotify on PlayStation, and you can turn off the background music of most games. So when I've been playing Final Fantasy 14. I've been having my punk rock playlist play from my phone so I can easily control it to my PlayStation 5. And so it's the music to my games. Like it's been been so much fun, like going into boss fights with fucking like taking back Sunday in my head. Like I'm like, hell yeah. When I get a PS5, I'll do that. PS4 does it too. PS4 does it too? Yeah. I did it. I remember doing it on my PS4. It's a Sony PlayStation. This is now the PlayStation episode, as Tom would say. No. Yeah. Um, that has been... Wow, this was a lot of fun. I love R Us yeah. episodes. Like we'll do another it's just, one soon. It's just so much fun. How about this? Um, hey, nerds, what RS do you want us to cover? Huh? Yeah, RS? I said RS. My ass. I was just yelling. <laughs> what RS do you want us to cover? That's Caitlin. Um, oh RS. Yeah, our RS episode. Yeah, send it. Uh, if you want to continue this conversation... Head on over to our Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. There is a music section in there. We would love to hear more from you guys on that. Also, feel free to slip and slide in those DMs or just comment on our posts that have to do with this. Uh, Corey, you have, uh, I don't know, if anybody has pictures from shows, like I know that I have a couple that I post. I do. Feel free. Like it would be fun to post those. but yeah, that has been our episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new to NerdOn, check out our website, nerdon.tv. Uh, check out our YouTubes, our Twitch, all of that good stuff. Rate and review. Share us with your friends and family. All of the business, all of the housekeeping. Remember, it's good stuff. Uh, all of that stuff helps us to grow uh, because people see it and they go, oh, somebody left a review. Cool. You guys, do you know uh, what it's like <laughs> to get a review? On Apple Podcasts from no, these guys. but I'm sure you'll tell me. It's really like, What's it like? when you tell me, tell me. know you buy your tickets to the show, mm. and like you know it's two weeks out, and you finally get to that Friday night, mm-hmm. and all your friends pile in the car, and you're like getting fast food, and you're like you literally just parked the venue and you're walking in. That yeah. feeling is what it feeling. is like for us to get reviews from you guys. We, it's just, it's a moment it's you savor. That wave it's of sweat. It's visceral. That Smell wave of sweat. You know you're going to have the best time ever when you see a review pop up. So, like, do that, and we will shout you out on the show and be like, oh, my yeah. gosh, thank Hell you yeah. so much. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're shout out people, every review on the show now? Why not? Okay, Kayla, it's your job now. I'll do it. I'm happy to. I'm down. I'm totally down. That's how down. much I love them. 
All right. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you all. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, nerd no. on. <laughs>